Welcome to Off the Bench with Jason Matthews. We take the best bits from this week's sports day and give them a run. We certainly do. Welcome to it. Uh, on the show this week, we're into the trials. Feed income. We are into the last weekend of the trials. Two weeks till the rugby league season kicks off. And we look at the trials with rugby league commentator and SEN breakfast host, Vossi, Andrew Voss. South Sydney Rabbitohs legend Craig Coleman joins us as well. Tugger relives some of those great charity charity shield matches, of course, the Dragons. And South will do battle Saturday afternoon uh, in Mudgee. Sammy Highland gives us a preview and tips for racing Queensland. But we start with NRL legend Petro Sivanasiv, who started his career with the Dolphins on the new Crossy rivalry. Well, he's a man who stood 45 times for the national anthem. He played 45 tests for Australia, six, six tests for his beloved Fiji, 33 origins for Queensland, roommated with you in one of those. Mm. Sats, Brisbane Broncos legend, <laughs> and he's a Brisbane Broncos ambassador. Petro Sivanasiva joining us on Sports Day. G'day, Petro. G'day, boys. How are you? Very, very, very good. Now, t- tell us about that one. Sats played that one origin for Queensland, which mm. which is amazing. got t- overtaken or he lost his position to some bum called Cameron Smith, who, who turned into nothing, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, mate, what was Sats like That's as right, a nothing. What was, what was Sats like as a roomie during origin camp? He was a great roomie. Um, I will say this. He hasn't paid me to say any of what I'm about to say, but uh, <laughs> a wonderful roomie, um, great senior leader, and... Um, and uh, I think uh, it was a, it was a great time. We uh, we enjoyed ourselves in the in the lead up to uh, to our Origin match. Uh, I think we had some, some good bonding sessions. But um, other than that, very very clean and um, yeah, someone I enjoyed uh, very much so as a, as a player, but also too as a good mate. Yeah, always a um, always had a good friendship, Petro, with a lot of his former teammates. And I've got to say, Petro, with the uh, the bonding sessions, can you remember that night we went to the casino and Wayne said we had to be out the out the front by no later than midnight, or you'd be. And Darren Lockyer stole the bus. Remember that? <laughs> That's right. That's yes, I do, I do. And um, thankfully, he had his, uh, his his bus license. I'm pretty sure from from his days back in Toowoomba, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they were good times, and uh, no doubt, if there was a lot of fun to have, be had, there was always either Lockie or Alfie was uh, was leading the way. Mm. Now, you are a proud Brisbane Broncos man, but you're also a proud Redcliffe Junior as well, and resident as well. And it's been a a big part of your rugby league career, and also your family, the Redcliffe, um, the Redcliffe region. How good is it to have a cross, a, a legitimate cross city rivalry now in the city of Brisbane? Yeah, I think it's fantastic, and uh, obviously with uh, the, the Dolphins get, becoming the new NRL team, um, you know it, it, it's it's such a proud history of the club. I think you know 76 years, um, 1947. I think the club was founded and uh, came into the BRL in 1960. So when you think about uh, you know the, the the history of the club, uh, starting all the way back then, and then now finally getting a chance to uh, to feature in the NRL, uh, it's, it's very exciting for. Uh, for the community, for the region, and um, I think uh, you know it's a good good salute to, I guess, those foundation years of of, um, of the hard work that was done by the club back um, in those years, and obviously has continued to build. And you know it's uh, quite uh, well known now for, uh, I guess, the amount of um, players and, and the talent that has come out of that region. And now, 
for local kids is a real exciting opportunity now to uh, to hopefully go on to to wear the Dolphins jersey. And there's produced some pretty good front rowers in the years. The Red Cliff, there's yourself, and um, even though you played in the centres and in the juniors, I can't um, believe that. Yeah, you were a centre, weren't you, Buller? <laughs> I, I, yes, I, 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 I made a few appearances out there. I, I think I had a bit of pace back then, but then um, <laughs> as, as I got a little bit older, the, the weight started to stack on, and uh, unfortunately for me, Wayne Bennett uh, didn't see much uh, use of putting me out wide, so uh, <laughs> I was brought in the middle. But uh, yeah, a lot of good front rows, a lot of um, good forwards, and um, you know, I was very lucky, you know, to uh, I guess to, to do those those years, those early years um, in, in a club like Redcliffe, where they, you know, that was always taught about you know playing tough and and hanging in for the fight, and um, you know, um, as I said, to so many so many great young players that have come out um, of that region and continue to do so. Arthur Beetson, of course, uh, played it, started his career there in the Brisbane Rugby League, then he went down to Belmain, came back. I remember the 81 grand final. He was captain coach of Redcliffe. They were beaten by South on the on the full-time herder. Clinton O'Brien was a former front row. Went on to play Origin from Redcliffe as well. And uh, with Arthur. Right. And it's great that round one has, is going to be against the Roosters. Well scheduled here by the NRL. He's a proud Redcliffe boy, of course, uh, Arthur was. Now, did Arthur play much of a role in your career early on, Petro? Yeah, yes, that's well. Uh, I guess um, coming up through the junior ranks, I played alongside uh, his younger son, Mark Beetson, and uh, Mark uh, was was an absolute flyer. He was uh, a centre winger. Um, we played our junior footy together, so I got to know Arthur quite well um, just through uh, playing alongside Mark. And um, you know, just I guess my memories for me of Artie were just this immense figure. And you know, my old man's a big man, but. Uh, you know, Artie matched him, that's for sure. And, um, you know, living at Redcliffe and everyone knew who he was. He was such an icon. And um, and then uh, as I was getting older and coming up through the senior grades, he actually made me an offer to come down to the, the Roosters. Uh, and unfortunately at that time, I just couldn't couldn't get down to that Roosters camp. And then it was pretty much a few weeks later, Cyril Connell from the Broncos came around home uh, to our house at Redcliffe and, and uh, asked if I'd be keen to come along to the Bronx. And um, that was easily uh, managed for for, uh, for the family and for me. And so um, I went off to the Bronx. But, uh, yeah, things could have been different. It could have been uh, down there with the, with the Chooks. But uh, I guess the, the way uh, it all fell into place for me at the Broncos, uh, I guess the rest is history. Yeah, thank God you didn't go to the Roosters. I don't think we'd be talking to Petro uh, tonight <laughs> uh, at all. Hey, you would have loved you your... Wouldn't. I don't think you would either. <laughs> you would have loved your time at the Panthers, though. I loved it, uh, you know, especially for me, uh, going down late in my career. Um, I was sort of in a situation where I was thinking the only uh, move forward for me um, at, I think it was, what, 33, uh, 34, was, was to, to head down, uh, to head across to England. And um, because it was so late in the season, there re- wasn't really many opportunities, but I was grateful when, um, yeah, Matt Elliott at the Panthers um Gave me a call. Um, Craig Gower was uh, Gower was heading off to England and a spot opened for me. So, uh, yeah, headed down there and um, absolutely uh, loved it. It was a, a fantastic four years. Made so many great uh, friendships and, and uh, mateships down there that, that are still ongoing. And, um, you know, I've got to captain the club as well too. So I guess I, I saw firsthand at just um, the strength of that region and, um, you know, the, the amount of amazing juniors that they've got at their disposal and, you know, we saw that through the trials, um, you know, uh, this week. It's just, um, you know, amazing the, the, the talent that they've got. Um, and, um, yeah, some great memories for me and um, and uh, ch- ch- memories that I'll cherish forever. 
Now, Petro, you're still lacing the boots up for a lot of the, the fundraising games. You're 46 years of age. There's a big memorial down the 25th at KO Stadium <laughs> in Redcliffe for officers Rachel McCrow and Matthew Arnold. Of course, they were tragically killed in the line of duty in December uh, in Queensland. Um, so what's going on with that day? What sort of players are going to be joining you on that day? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a great day and obviously to remember, you know, um, these two young uh, police officers that were tragically killed and, um, you know, for us, it's a wonderful way in which as a rugby league community, we can show our support um, in, you know, getting together with the Queensland Police. It's going to be a big day. Uh, so uh, next Saturday, 25th of Feb, um, we've got three games. Um, we've got our women's game starting at one. Um, uh, I'm playing for the Arthur Beetson Foundation um, Immortals. We're playing the, the QPS, the Queensland Police Legends, and then we've got the main game straight after that. So uh, it's going to be a full game uh, of day of footy, and then we've also got uh, uh, some uh, live music as well. So we're really looking forward to that. Buzzingham Maru is going to be the main How actor at, at the uh, conclusion of, of the day. So three games of footy, three live uh, uh, wonderful artists that will, will, will play as well, um, and all money raised will go to... Um, the uh, Matthew Arnold, Rachel McCrow uh, Remembrance Fund. So, uh, yeah, if you're not doing anything. And uh, whilst I say that, uh, Sats, we've got uh, quite a number of uh, former NRL players putting on their boots for the day. Um, we've got uh, Matty Bowen, Justin Hodges, uh, Big Dane Carlo, former Maroons uh, mm. teammate of ours. And, um, you know, Sats, if uh, you're feeling up to it, mate. Um, Come on, mate. you still got the boots there, buddy? Well, you got my number, so... How will you go with your gout, though? You, I mean, you are riddled with gout. No, my gout's gone. Oh, is it? It's All okay. controlled. All right, there'll be a few players with gout. Though, All controlled. Yeah. Satchi <laughs> should do it. Well, I dare say so. Petro can so. rim me. Oh, I'm yeah, a yeah. fair say after 30-foot-three origins, five, 45 test matches and six for Fiji, that there's a fair bit of arthritis and old Petro's <laughs> as well at the moment. Hey, while I got you, Petro, I've spoken to you on no, a number of occasions. Calls, One of your daughters got a scholarship to one of the US colleges for softball what's happening there what's what's the what's the uh, what's how she did she end up going over yeah yes yes uh, my eldest daughter Tallulah uh, she's 18 years old and uh, yeah she's in college in Texas and um, she was fortunate enough to, to get a scholarship uh, out of high school last year and uh, yeah so for the last seven months she's been over there and um, it's been been a, an amazing um, opportunity for her and um, yeah she, she's loving uh, the experience and um, getting uh, a taste of uh, what college sports all all about, and um, you know uh, the study component, but also to um, you know uh, the professionalism in uh, in, in being a, an athlete in, in a in a, um, a college uh, system. So it's been been great. It's been great uh, always talking to her. We talk to her every day, but uh, no doubt Mum's missing her a lot. But uh, and as as are the siblings, but uh, still we're very excited for it. So it's. Uh, Great to see her out there uh, living out her dreams uh, through sport. It's a big game, softball Massive. in the US. Is there a lot of money, Petro, on offer professionally in that game in the US? Yeah, I think for uh, some of our uh, top Aussie players, uh, actually there's great opportunities in America, but also too in Japan. Mm, so yeah. we've got uh, quite a number of the elite um, uh, women's players competing uh, overseas in, in Japan uh, predominantly, and um, there, there's some, some real good money opportunities there for them. But uh, And also, too, you know, hopefully, you know, there'll be uh, Olympic opportunities down the track as well, too, as uh, you know, Australian softball's always been strong. So, um, yeah, it's great to see uh, her get an opportunity and um, and hopefully make the very most over the next few years. How about those pitches? Like, the way they pitch mm. underarm, 
you know, they wind up that arm and just let it go, don't they? It yeah. just goes around a, a half a dozen times. Petro, we've uh, yeah, loved... You, you're a bit over 100 k's there, so uh, you definitely want to have all the right protection on. But um... <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible. All right, Petro, look, we appreciate you're an Australian, Queensland, Broncos, Panthers and Redcliffe Junior legend. And we appreciate your time on Sports Day tonight. We'll keep giving that special uh, game on Saturday week a plug to as you raise... Uh, money for those two heroic police officers who lost their lives in December in Queensland. Petro, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. See you, Bola. What a lovely bloke, eh? Oh, he is the world's nicest guy, honestly. You, you did sound like a bit of an anchor. You did. In camp? N- well, no, you went, no, oh, he's got what? my number. Why don't you just offer yourself there and then? What? Well, if he wants me to play... You should be calling him. Well, you, he doesn't call, call him. You, you, oh, you've got my number... Petro never answers his phone either. He's like Scott Prince. Must be a Broncos <laughs> thing. Hey? This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Sats, you know it's footy season, don't you? Mm-hmm. When this man returns to the airwaves on SEN's breakfast show. You hear him calling footy on Fox. I'm going to ask him in, during our interview as well. When he used to call the Queensland Host Plus Cup, yeah, he used to always talk about his favourite meal on the menu at the different Leeds clubs. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's on here now, Vossi. Welcome to Sports Day. Welcome back to work. How are those early uh, get-ups? Yeah, it's a bit of a shock to the system uh, this morning, fellas, but... Uh, but can't complain. What a day to come back on. Super Bowl day. Cricket to talk about. All the rugby league from the weekend. And Scotty just mentioning food there. Um, yeah, yeah some, some great days. Some great snitzels I had across many of the uh, Host Plus Cup uh, teams and clubs. Wynnum and um, Redcliffe, uh, North Devils. It's hard to split them. Well, really, it's hard to split them. I was going to ask you that, Vossi. With the Dolphins coming in, you'll you know, they'll have a couple of games that... At yeah. um, Morton Daly Stadium, there was it the Schnitzel that was one of the favourites from Redcliffe Leagues Club. Yeah, well, it's a go-to. It's a go-to of mine, and probably probably because I was always pushed for time. So yeah, I'm sure our listeners are thrilled on this conversation, yeah. Scott. Um, but it's your <laughs> show; you do what you like. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I go to Schnitzel because it was the quicker option. Uh, when I have a little more time, mm. um, you know, get me the steak all day, all day at uh, North Devils Leagues. Right, um, and, and love the place, and love the place, the ambience, beautiful. If you're not wrapped in that topic, the other topic we're running tonight, we're medium trying to rare, help you. Medium rare, well done. All right, move on. Well, yeah, okay. Oh, no, no, I'm dead. I'm dead. It's well done. It's oh, well done. Wow. Uh, always. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Diane no or peppercorn? No. Uh, peppercorn, peppercorn <laughs> yeah. sauce, yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah, duck, duck fat potato <laughs> chips, fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a salad or veggie man, I'm easy on that. Yeah, that's now all the, we've got time for. The preseason challenge, Vossi. Oh, I love it. I think the standard has been outstanding um, over the weekend. Mm. Now, did you have your stats guy Wally working overtime, getting during the call, accumulating all the points for each team? Oh wow. Um, well, I, I actually lean on uh, you know smart blokes like Greg Alexander, oh, Matt yeah. Russell. Um, see, Greg. Greg's got great experience around maths. He did. Uh, I think he said he did eleven years of maths at high school. Um, so obviously he had a lot of uh, years under his belt. <laughs> Um, I, I, I've got to say, around the stats, it, it really is the preparation around the names. Um, you know, I, 
can someone get me an abacus right now and I, I work out how many players I actually called. I did three games on the weekend. No game had any less than 50 players, so it's yep. at least 150. Uh, but some had more. You know, Some teams had 28 players in action. So I'm guessing I called uh, closer to 160 rather than 150 players. And obviously in that good portion of them, they've never, they've never appeared on TV before, certainly at this level. Um, and, and it's a privilege. It, to, to, to be calling some of these players, it would have been the biggest moment of their life. You know, the, the, the tries they score um, and the moments they have, biggest moments of their life. And, and, you know, we get to call it work, calling them have those moments. It's fantastic. Well, I've got to say, Vossi, a lot of those young players, in all seriousness, would love having you call their name as well. It's a bit of a highlight. Now, you were at the gong on Saturday night to watch the Dragons versus St. Helens. What did mm. you make of the, of the UK side? Yeah, well, look, I, I, look, you can see the class. You can see the class of the players. I mean, I, I really like Alex Walmsley, front rower. I think he would handle the NRL. Um, he would fit comfortably into the NRL and be one of our premier front rowers. So there's a good cornerstone to start with. James Roby is James Roby. Yep. You know, what, what a pro. <laughs> what, what a player. Um, and, and selfishly, I say, I'd love to have, been, to have played in the NRL at some stage. Wasn't to be. What a record he's put together in England. Tommy Makinson, Jack Wellsby. I was a little disappointed with Johnny Lomax the other night. I'm a huge fan of his. So, mm. you know, around those players, they're, they're the keys. Mark Percival out in the centres is a good player. Um, but I think where they're going to have troubles, the other night they are up against a Dragons, you know, patchwork side, trialling players and what have you. The Penrith defence will be so, so far removed from that. The, the suffocating Penrith defence is going to put enormous pressure on St Helens and those players I mentioned, the likes of Wellsby, Lomax, Makinson, they, they would all have to play out of their skins if they're to post a decent number against Penrith, like a, a potentially match-winning score. I think Penrith's defence, and they're talking about high heat as well, um, will be the will be the difference between the teams. I'm a little bit disappointed that the uh, the charity shield has been bumped to the afternoon game. Yeah. I think I think that's it's a too big a oh. clash. I'm a South supporter, Vossi, but still it's one yeah. of those games yeah. in the preseason you look forward to and it's just been shoved oh. to the Arvo. Well well Scott will back this up. See, I was brought up as, you know, I was a Bunnies fan as a kid, so and when the charity shield was introduced and you had Albert and and all the rest representing the Dragons and then Charlie Frith playing for the Rabbitohs mm. and their pack in some of those charity shield days, it was always said it was the closest thing to a regular season first grade game of all the preseason games. I, I have to say, hand on heart, though, it has drifted well away from that. Look, that, I think a charity shield of years gone by holds the record. I think I called 58 players in a charity shield game. <laughs> so they do run them on, run them off. Um, but now playing, what, three, so 3.30, are we talking? Mudgee 3.30 yeah, New South on Wales Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And look, look, I love going to Mudgee. I've, I've gone there many times, um, yeah. but that'll be that'll be really tough on the players. Hey, really we're tough. Hey, Vossi, we're going to SENZ tonight because obviously some pretty crappy yep. weather over there with a an ex-tropical cyclone. I, I, do you? I know you collect your footy jerseys and your hats. Have you got mm. any good um, New Zealand jerseys? Uh, Warriors. Yeah. Look, I I, I, I will mention it because I'm, I'm not going to rewrite history, but I must say. As a player, I loved Manu Vatuve, and mm. I know, obviously, his life has gone down a, on a path that um, he obviously wishes he wouldn't, and, and no one can have any sympathy for that. But um, I have a signed Warriors jersey from uh, Manu, and then probably my most cherished jersey I have of any I have 
the jersey signed by Nathan Friend, the jersey he wore when he threw the upside down pass. Yeah, the backflip, yeah. <laughs> or the try that ended up in the corner, yeah. And he signed it, and he signed it upside down. <laughs> so, um, and, and you know how tight these jerseys are modern days. I mean, I thought he'd given me his kid's jersey, but it was his actual jersey signed upside down. One day I'll get round to framing it and put a photo of that because that's one of the more you know, memorable moments I've had in my commentary life. So, yes, I do have a very treasured Warriors possession, the Nathan Friend signed jersey from the upside down pass. Nice. nice. Now, the Super Bowl today, um, one of our very own, uh, Jared Whaley, had a great call today with Ben Graham. Yeah. Voss is a lover of all sport. Is there, is there an event or a code, mm. a game that you – obviously you haven't called around the world that you just love to before you passed away if there's one event you could call look look i don't think i'd be good enough from the expertise side of it but i would love i love the um i do love the atmosphere and the pressure of uh, uh texas now holding poker i i really i, I recognize oh, wow. that as a sport i would love to be part of a of a broadcast of a, over a, you know like a world series event goes over days and weeks and and be part of it. But as I say, I don't know whether my analysis would be uh, of the expert kind, but I, but I do have a love for that. Um, but for, from a sport point of view, an event that I would love to be, look, I'm, I'm not going to be wishy-washy, but just give me rugby league anywhere on the planet. If there, <laughs> if there are new boundaries, like during the off-season, I flew back through Abu Dhabi. I would love to be the person who calls a game of rugby league in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. I think yeah. that'd be fantastic. That'd be a great experience. Um, you know, I've called it in Jacksonville in the United States, um, which is great. And I've called all across the UK and the south of France, and that's fantastic. But I'd like to go to those other frontiers if they're to be explored. So, you know, if there's a game in Hong Kong down the track, I want to be there. The game right. in Japan, I want to be there. If there's a game in the UAE, I want to be there. Well, quick, quickly, we've got to run and let you go as well. Brisbane Eel's been on yep. the text tonight on 0457 736 736. He's having a crack at me because you had the PM on today, first day back on, on yes. your show. He's wondering if I can pull a guest like that. Probably not. I might get Anastasia Palaszczuk <laughs> or <laughs> someone like that. But he yes. wants to know as yes. well, Vossi, uh, are you and Fox going to the grounds post-COVID or, or from the studio on the weekends? Yeah, me mostly from the mostly from the grounds. I mean, the weekend's gone by. Um, I didn't get to Cairns. I did do Cairns from the studio, but no, I was in Gosford on Friday night. I was in uh, Wollongong on Saturday night. I'm all set to go to Penrith on Saturday night for the World Club Challenge. I'm off to Belmore on Sunday. So um, yeah, for, for a while there, it was a crazy existence, you know. And yeah. and look, we don't we don't like you rather be at the venue all day every time. Um, but look, it was in some cases that was what we had to do because we just couldn't get bodies on the ground to mount the technical support to do these games and moving people around. So we just had to do what we had to do to keep on going. Um, And, uh, yeah, but if it's a commentator's preference, yes, we want to be at all the games every single time and it's the best job in the world. Yeah, it certainly is. Great to have you back uh, with Brandy on breakfast this morning, 6 a.m. on SEN 1170. Uh, we get an hour of it in Queensland, by the way, at 5 a.m. Uh, before yep. Patton Hill. So, Vossi, good to have you back, mates. And we were saying earlier tonight, you knew catchphrase uh, because this guy has this. Goodbye! And, <laughs> and Warren Smith has this. But one of our one of our listeners has said, "You don't need one. You and Rabs don't need one." Oh, he's mm. gone. Oh no, he's still oh. there. Yeah, no. I'm thinking. Eh, what about what are you talking about, Willis? 
Um, <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Maybe next time I'm on the show, we can talk about that tackle in the 03 Grand Final. Yeah, okay. Radio Vossi. Uh, uh, mate, great to have you here. Goodbye! <laughs> and we'll see you later. Thanks, Vossi. <laughs> uh, the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> see you, mate. There he goes. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. What? Stanley. Craigie. Chance. Chance. McLean is over. Did he get it down? He did. It's a try. Oh, doesn't that give you chills? The rabbit burrow. Absolutely. Now, what year was that, Sats? I got Craig Coleman, by the way, on the line. Rabbit O legend. Oh, I didn't. I heard what? Stanley. Um, Quite a significant game in the charity show. Score ended up at twenty all. Stanley, uh, two thousand two. Yep, it was the first game back. Okay, wow. And that was the first game we saw of South on TV. I yeah. remember watching that game. I'm sure this man was as well, South Sydney Rabbitohs legend Craig Tugger Coleman. Welcome back to Sports Day, Tugger. Yeah, thanks, boys. Nice to be back. Hey, um, we got you on tonight because we want to talk about the great charity Shield games. We had uh, Vossi, Andrew Voss, on last night, the Fox commentator and, and SEN Breakfast co-host, and he was saying that he reckons Charity Shields lost its What's the proper word? It's 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 lost its mojo. Would that be the proper word to say? Yep. Do you do you agree with him, Tugger? Oh, for sure, Scotty. It's um from uh, opening day of preseason training, we'd have this is back in the eighties, mid eighties, early eighties. We'd have the dates set in for the charity shield, and back in them days, mate, it was it was um, very brutal games and and more like a bloodbath. And uh, the games changed from that this, this day and age. Tugger, when the Charity Shields were played back in the 80s, before the SFS was opened up in 88, were they always played at the Sydney Cricket Ground or did you play play them at Redfern and Cogra or was it always at the SCG? No, Redfern, mate, the Coliseum. And uh, that, that was – the crowd were as eager as, as we were and, and St George were, were the same. They couldn't wait for the, the opening game. And um, every year it was, it was a bloodbath. It is. And that's what the, the crowd turned up for that. But uh, – the game has changed from them days, and they they can't do that. But um, you know, and, and and both teams will put their top seventeen on, you know, in the charity shield. Where the last few years it's been like that. South have took two sides, and Georgia took two sides. Now, so hopefully, um, get back to like it, like it used to be. Yeah, South have, looks like they're going to field a pretty much round one side yep. for this charity shield game. Back in those eighties, South Sydney were quite, especially towards the end of the eighties, Tugger. You had that beautiful group of players that just played so much rugby league together and, and you had a really formidable side that stayed pretty consistent. The Dragons had some players that were moving moving around a little bit, but who were some of the mainstays at the Dragons for some of the really great matchups? For example, the opposite number seven. Who was usually the opposite number seven when, when Tugger well, Coleman's running out? Well, well mid-age was, was Steve Morris. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he was a handful because he was, he was electrifying. You know, the speed of him and the strength of him and you know, our, like our forwards, we had the Rampling Brothers and, and Dean, he, he he was the instigator of Henry. And, um, you know, we had, we had Les, a young Les Davis and David Boyle. Oh. Um, 
And, and St George had like Paddy Jarvis, Craig Young, Graham Wynn, um, Chris Walsh. Like they, they were massive in the forwards, and um, you know they they gave as much as we did. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't always always Southway to, to looking forward to the charity shield. The Dragons they they, they loved it as well. Now, just remind the listeners who don't know when you just mentioned the the birth of Henry. Can you explain to the listeners what Henry was? Well, Henry was named after Lionel Henry Potter, who was our trainer, who passed away a couple of years ago. And yeah, you know, Dean Rambling, he um, he he called the name Henry. And when we needed needed Henry to erupt, <laughs> either he'd call it or I'd call it. <laughs> and uh, that seemed uh, um, we, we used it in, in uh, 84 semi-final against uh, Manly, and it certainly worked for us. We were down 14 nil in in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, he'd use it every time he'd run out against Manly. I'd call Henry off the kickoff. I, I remember Tugger. There was an all-in yeah. brawl at the SCG one day against against the Dragons. Eighty-four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was. I remember Graham That's O'Grady right. from the Dragons. He was going okay. Well, Mario had about four on him at one stage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He would have been swatting them off like flies. Tugger, we're talking well, about. Mate, off- that was. Yeah, go. On. No, you go. No, it was, it was, it was, what Satch was saying about eighty-four. We um. In '84, we 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 won the last game to force a playoff, and we, we we played on the Tuesday night against Canberra, beat them, backed up on the Saturday against Manly, beat them, then played our fourth game in ten days against St George, and on the, on the run into the finals. Yeah, yeah. incredible. Hey, Sats and I were talking about it at the start of the show. We're going, who do you reckon Tugger in in when in Charity Short? Who do you reckon he'd go after? Who would he be chipping away at all night? Who who did, was it? Stevie Morris that you you'd have a crack at an all night? Oh, mate, uh, any of them, but um, any you know, of them. I'd, I'd, I had some pretty pretty good forwards in front of me, and uh, you know, <laughs> I think if Craig Young and them could get hold of me, they would have killed me. But um, you know, we um, who we we had, we had some very very willing young forwards as well, and um, you know, they, they were great games, and yeah, that St George side was a great time as well. So I oh, know really, really it was good times, and you now the crowd the crowd loved it, and. You know, us players, they give us something to look forward to. From, you know, we all start pre-season training and we have a date on the board. Uh, hopefully there's a, there's a big... Awesome. Well, there'll be a big crowd that'll turn out Mudgy this week. It'll be a sellout. Yeah, they reckon 9,000. Yeah, without a doubt. So, um, Tugger, um, they look at this final trial in the NRL. Now, a lot of clubs still look at it. Even though they put it, put out their best sort of 15 or 17, they'll, they still look at it as a trial. They'll, they'll manage the, the workload of players. Now, I'm... Probably thinking when you, you say you look at the the drawer and what date that charity shield guard's going to be on and you'll pencil that in. I'm thinking of guys like David Boyle and Bundy, Les Davidson. They wouldn't have traded too many games like trials. <laughs> no, exactly. And uh, well, none of us did. So, you know, we had a team full of competitors. And you know, as you know, mate, you you really want to win, it, win every game. And especially the charity shield was like the showpiece. You know what I mean? Um, it, was like, it was like the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, but... And our blokes, we thrived on it, and um, you know they were young, willing, willing blokes, and they just needed a bit, bit, bit of egging on, and yeah, they they were ready, ready for battle. What do you make of the current crop of of bunnies? You know, Cam Murray, who's a no, he's a he's a, a great young leader. He's going to be a great leader of the, of the bunnies for a lot of years. But yeah, Latrell and Co. There's a they seem to have a very talented bunch there. They're going to push for a, a possible premiership. Oh, for sure, they're, they're going to be top four again. Uh, yeah, you know, just a lot. A lot depends on the trail, and um, you know, if we can get like you know twenty twenty games plus out of him. We're gonna, you know, probably start favouring now eighteen of them. And um, you know, he's, he's a wonderful player, and 
You know what? The South forwards, I think they're the unsung heroes. Like, you know, Tommy Burgess and um, the junior Titolo and Hamay Saleh. And, and I, I thought uh, Havili was, was fantastic for him. And, and then you got the champion, you know, Cameron Murray. And, um, you know, like the, and, and Cody and, um, and you know, I think he's, he's going to continue to improve. He's, you know, local junior Cam, uh, Campbell Graham. And, um, you know, he's, he got the rewards and got taken away on the tour and he's going to come back a better player for sure. And, um, you know, AJ's going to score his 20-plus tries every year, as he normally does. And, you know, we'll be up there, yeah, for sure, top four. I always love talking about the old sponsors that were on the fronts of jerseys. Smiths. Back in the 70s and, and 80s. But the Smiths Crisps one was always one of the favourites. Well, you still got a lot of your Smiths Crisps jerseys uh, in the in the cupboard, Tugger? No. So I, I haven't got any, any of my... I don't know. I, I didn't keep any of my examples. I wish I, wish I did, but... You know, you, you think footy's never going to stop. It's never going to end. And, you know, people will always ask me for my jumpers and I'll always give them away. And, uh, you know, it's something I regret. I, I'd, I'd love to have all my, all my South jumpers because I played, you know, um, Ingus Fridges, um, yeah. Northwest Airlines. Yeah. You know, the favourite was Smith's Chips. I just had my 60th birthday and my cake was a, a South jumper in Smith's Chips. Ah, Tugger, I can't six, wait. Six hour turn, Scotty. 60. Hey. Yeah. Jesus. Mm, um, 60. Wow. Tug, it's going to be a good year. Looking forward to the game. I'm a little bit annoyed, no doubt you are too, about being shoved to a Saturday afternoon. I don't mind it being in Mudgee. I think we should be playing more footy in the bush. I just wish it was at Redfern. Yeah, Saturday Arvo. Mm. I don't. I, I like the traditional time slot for Charity Shield Saturday night, um, but it's going to be a scorcher in Mudgee, 30-something degrees. So hopefully the boys will be good and uh, well hydrated for that. Tugger, all the best for the bunnies, the mighty bunnies in 2023. No doubt we'll yeah. catch up with you again and hopefully we'll have a chat to you around finals time again. Yeah, th- thanks, boys. I'm, I love being on the show. And uh, Scotty, please say hello to your father, mate. He's a hero of mine and he gave me so many great memories as a kid growing up. You know, him, George, Bobby McCarthy, Lurch, uh, Ronnie Coote, mate. And uh, yeah, I hope he's going okay, mate. I will, mate. I'll give him a kiss for you. Uh, thanks very much, mate. Uh, there we go. South Sydney legend Craig Tugger Common. I get chills when he's on air. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Time to preview the Bulldogs 2023 season. Finished 2022 in 12th, uh, 16 points, 7 wins, 17 losses, points differential of. 192, um, but they've got a new coach. Good coach too. Cameron Serralda. You know a lot about him, Sats. He's a good guy. He's a former player, a really good guy. Had some great success out at the Penrith Panthers as an assistant coach. Ivan Cleary went down on a number of occasions through illness and sickness, and um, Cameron Serralda took over. I know for a fact I've spoken to a lot of players that have been coached by Cam, and he's the sort of coach that players – have a tremendous relationship with, and he just knows how to talk to players on the right level. He knows when to be serious. He knows when to have a joke. Uh, he knows how to take the the P one double five out of himself as well. So, uh, I think his calming approach, but also he's got a great methodology around the way that he coaches. I think the players will respond to it. And then with the signings they had last year, well, like your Josh Addo cars and your Matty Burtons and Co's, Luke Thompson, a really good uh, English forward, comes off contract this year. And now that they've signed um, Viliami Kikau, which is a huge signing, Reed Marnie, 
amazing signing. Young Carl uh, Oluapu, who's come from the Brisbane Broncos, a really good young half. And um, and also Ryan Sutton from the Canberra Raiders, a really good pommy forward front rower. I think they're going to be in for a really good season. I I think they're going to be definitely one of those sides that's going to fight out eighth position. Um, they could go even higher. If they go on a bit of a run, they could go even higher than that. So uh, I just think with Seraldo and his calming influence and some really key players have now tasted a fair bit of success coming to the club. Viliamo's tasted success and he's joining Burton, who's had success. Josh Adekar's had success. Reid Marnie's now played in the grand final and played in the side that's in the top, in the top four most years. Yeah, they're starting to amass a, a really good side. They're going to be the big improvers. We said this time last year, but the difference with this time last year and this year is that they finished the season off really positively. They played really good rugby league. They were challenging some of the really good sides. So I think I think they will, and I, th- I think they'll come eighth. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll come eighth. I'm jumping on the Joel Sugar Cane um, statistical. Bulldogs bandwagon. Bandwagon, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, it's funny. We I know it's only a trial tonight, but – we're talking about the West Tigers perhaps being the biggest improvers from last year where they finished last two. Who knows where they're going to finish this year. But uh, it's only it's only pre-season trial form, but at the moment they're trailing the Warriors 46-12 yeah. with and a kick to come. Full-time, by the time this kick is completed, yeah, they'll – and they'll get maximum points, 15 points through that new – Pre-season competition. Incredible. There you go. Rightio, so you've got them finishing eighth. That's our season preview of the Bulldogs. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. It certainly is. And as they say, you go on holidays, you could lose your job, and that's what's happened to Chris Nelson. Out, and we've got the (laughs) champion little jockey himself on the right. Do you want to introduce him? He's he's one of the best in the game. Go on, Sats. He deserves a GF hero welcome. Welcome to Sports Day, one of the great identities in Queensland racing. Colourful. Colourful identities <laughs> in Queensland racing. The one, the only. Welcome to the stage, Sam Highland. How are you, Sammy? Oh, there he is. Uh, thanks, Sats. Uh, never, ever been introduced like that before and probably will never be again. But that's okay. That's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Now, uh, just a little Aussie battler, just a little Aussie battler doing my best. How is that um, McMansion of yours going with all of the the bush turkeys uh, putting leaves on the tennis court? Well, I'll just I'll just have you know, uh, Jase, that the the bush turkey situation has, uh, you know, we got I got rid of two, and um, then uh, I don't I don't know I I completely destroyed the nest and planted some trees down the corner, and you know so they couldn't. So it wasn't attractive to them, you know? And yeah. and anyway, unsighted, the bush turkeys. But I was talking to Rob and Deb across the road only ah. three days ago. Yes. And they've got chickens in their backyard. Oh, and nice. Rob said to me, there is, Rob said, there is a bush turkey here trying to have his way with the chickens. Mm, all right. And I said, are you serious? I said, they aren't dead set rat bags, these bush turkeys. <laughs> So I said, as long as he doesn't cross the road, he's safe. Hey, there's a joke. Why'd the bush uh, turkey cross the road? To shag a chicken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jump on the ticket. Yeah. Now, no bush turkeys were harmed in that story. 
uh, Sammy Holland. Sats, what do you got for Sammy? Now, news of the week, but you were telling us a story off air about uh, a great story. I love hearing these stories about, is it a, a trainer, Steve Lenahan? Stephen Lenahan, I, like I'm going to say, I I'm not even sure where he trains, but I reckon he trains at Horsham in Victoria. Like he's a, he's a bit of a hobby trainer. Like he's, he's, uh, it's not like he fronts up and he's got thirty horses in work. Now Stephen Lenahan, he can bob up around Ararat and and Hamilton, and he'll get his winners. And on the border in South Australia, he's turned up at Kangaroo Island today. He's won the first with Swiss Time, paid $81.80. He's won the second with Padstow Polly, that's paid $26. In the third race, he I'm dead set to tell you, he has been beaten a toenail. It was the smallest of margins. Smart Cap just got beat. And then in the fourth, I'll be gone. It missed the start. When you see this replay, if you get on Twitter and, and we'll just Google this, I'll be gone. It jumped out, it threw its head up at the start and it did a right-hand turn. It was giving them eight-length head start on the first, at the first lap at the winning post the first time. Rounds them up, comes round the field, wins, pays $8.50. Mm. They interviewed him. He said, I had something on the mall and I've had an all-up. Wow. How's Steve Lenahan going oh. this afternoon? He'll have Chinese Ooh. tonight. Oh, he will. You've got to treat yourself to Good Chinese on. after a big win. <laughs> right out. where are we racing this weekend, Good. Sammy? On Saturday, we've got Gold Coast Poly Track, Eagle Farm, Home Hill, Rockhampton, Roma, and Toowoomba Saturday night. So there is races all over the place in Queensland, which is always the case. Isn't it? But I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some value here, right? If we can pull this off, we will be eating Chinese on, <laughs> on Saturday night, and it won't be the cheap on Chinese either. No, it'll be curry prawns. Eagle Farm... Eagle Farm, race two, number two, Tears of Love. You can get $6.50, well, you could this morning, when I did. This will get us off to a ripper start to the day. This horse is in great form. He loves the track. He loves the trip. He gets three kilos weight relief from Malia Castle, who's on board. Uh, She's riding in good form. Mark my words, this will be winning. Tears of Love, race two, number two. Into race four, number four, Tappy's Lad. At seven dollars fifty, it is dead set. Got a postage postage stamp on its back. This Mark Duplessis on board, or to his colleague Mark Two Plus Three. Uh, <laughs> Tappy is a tough, hardy Kiwi, and goes in any condition. It's drawn to have a sweet run, and I think it'll give a great sight. It'll be up on speed, and then this is the best for the day on Saturday. Race eight, number three, Boom Nova. Yeah. $3.40 I got this morning. It's got a bit of a class about her, this mare. Uh, she went round in some handy races in Sydney last prep. Uh, two runs in Sydney last prep and, and was not disgraced. They were good races. Uh, she loves the track and she's the best of the day. So she'll be winning at $3.40, race eight, number three. So Eagle Farm, race two, number two, race four, number four. Race eight, number three. I love my boom horses, Sammy. Good tips, mate. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. So much better than Chris Nelson, wouldn't you say? It was entertaining. Yeah. He's got a sense of humour, Sam. If they're winning, it'll be better anyway. Yeah, true. Otherwise, we're going to bag the crap out of you next week. Like, next yeah, week. mate, you'll be gone. Mm. Uh, thank fair, you. fair play, too. Fair play. <laughs> thank you, Sammy. Good on you, boys. Have a good weekend. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.